Hey, hey, everyone. It's Katie McGregor-Bennett, your host of AV Trade Talk. We've got another detour series for you tonight. We're talking cocktails. We're going to talk how you make them, how you mix them, how you drink them, maybe even how you go and compete around the world level on the world stage with your cocktail recipe. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. You're going to have to find out. I got my co-host here, Vegeta UG. How are you? I'm doing great, Katie. How are you doing? Doing good. Doing good. You know, it's uh, it's toasty here today. I'm not going to lie. It's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't leave my air-conditioned home, so. Ever. Yeah, I know. Ever. Someday. It's, it'll happen. We're all going to we're all gonna be released soon. Maybe. We'll see. It's yeah. going to happen. We'll just go back to that. We'll go back to that. But in the meantime, we've got cocktails. And I, it would appear that a lot of us have had plenty of time to a lot of people, not just us. A lot of people have had plenty of time to uh, hone their skills, uh, find a new find a new favorite drink, create a new favorite drink, uh, learn from others, modify etc. etc. This is something that I've been following fairly closely on uh, on the socials. Uh, if you've seen any of my feeds, you know wine is kind of my thing. Um, I do I do enjoy cocktails. I just don't enjoy taking the time to figure it out and make it. And so I just often, I don't personally venture down that path unless I'm going out and we know that's not happening these days. So, uh, but perfect time to have the conversation because everyone else is out there doing and making and doing some pretty amazing things. I did a quick show of hands on my Facebook page and got some amazing recipes back. If you guys haven't tried that, you should, cause it'll be, you'll, you'll be really surprised at what you, what, what you do get back. I've got granny's iced tea. I mean, I've got, I've got all sorts of recipes to share with you of which we're only going to share a few tonight. So anyways, long winded introduction, but uh, this is why we've gathered here today. Uh, again, this is our detour series. We've done food uh, a number of times. We've done two different grilling sessions. We did a, what else did we do? Vegeta? We did a burger pizza. And, and pizza and pizza. Can't yeah. forget pizza. No, no. And we, and these are proving to be a lot of, a lot of fun. So as we, uh, as we kick off into cocktails, introduce our guest, uh, Vegeta first, introduce yourself, uh, and, uh, and, and what you do. Well, Katie, I have excellent news for you. I can't introduce myself as an, you know, a freelance AV marketing professional anymore. Um, I'm the newest team member with the new tech group. Um, if you're not familiar with them, they're a premier manufacturing uh, rep firm, and they represent the Mid-Atlantic region. So that'll happen last week. <laughs> Congratulations. Hey. Thank you. Yay. <laughs> and it just so happens that one of the brands that New Tech reps is Sony. Sony. <laughs> and over here on my right, we've got Jason Savage from Sony. Welcome, sir. Well, hi, Katie. Hi, Vegeta. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. Great. Doing great. It's good. good to have you back on the show. We haven't talked food with you before, but we've talked tech. Oh, we've, we've, <laughs> we've, yeah, we've talked food and drink before, but it was not recorded, and that's probably for the better. Right. <laughs> A little less slurring, you know, less profanity. Exactly. Well, well, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. It's a long road, I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, introduce yourself. You're, you are Jason Savage, but... Uh, I am Jason so, Savage. Yes. So uh, my, current, uh, my current title is Western Regional Technical Specialist for custom install products and premium products at Sony Electronics. I'm an industry veteran of 25 plus years. Uh, and for the last nine, I've worked with Sony Electronics uh, in the custom install segment. So all those big fancy projectors and TVs and... Uh, all the things that Sony does in custom and kind of where we started from in custom, you know, 10 plus years ago to where we are now uh, is all a result of the team that we have at Sony. We have a new, uh, new boss who was the old boss at Sony. So if anybody is familiar with the name Jeff Goldstein, uh, he's the guy that's driving our boat uh, again uh, in the, uh, in the absence of Frank Stearns. So it's really like the guy that set up Sony custom back in the nineties is back in the driver's seat again. So it's really exciting for, not only myself, but should be exciting for the sales reps and the dealers out there around the country. Uh, somebody that definitely understands what CI is all about and you know, where Sony should be positioned in that space. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you. I, I'm glad you mentioned that. Uh, I, I had actually had forgotten about that, and we need to have you guys come on and, and do our, a traditional AV trade talk sh and and bring us up to speed on that. Happy to do that whenever you like. Yeah, yeah, and you for for listeners, Jason has been doing a ton of videos. Um, 
training and just product demos and that kind of thing. So if you're not already connected to Jason Savage on social, definitely do. So, I mean, if you have an interest in Sony, especially, but um, you know, to definitely connect with Jason, there's a ton of or that out there. Really good film. Me too. I mean, I'm well, yeah. Boring, but, oh, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Yeah, don't let don't let me uh, don't, don't let me reduce. Don't your, undersell your, it. <laughs> I mean, all the followers I can get, I think. I don't right. know what that does for me, but it it does things. Yes, stuff and things. That's yes. right. Most of it is not of any benefit to you, but That's yes, right. your, those numbers will be amazing, and you can tell your mom all about it. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us uh, again. Again, yeah, yeah. Barry, sir, introduce yourself. Hello, um, Hello. Barry McCorkle. I have uh, been around in the industry for a little bit. It's going on thirty years now. Um, <laughs> uh, currently at D Tools, um, and uh, I think I know pretty much everybody on here, maybe with the exception of Jeff, until ten minutes ago. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I guess this. Part of the introduction, I told you, Katie, that you, I had a little story with with cocktails yeah. that most people don't know. So I, um, when I left my store that I owned in uh, Aspen and Vale area, I went to Nationwide Marketing Group. And as I traveled the country for the next five years, um, I'd come home and part of my job was to wine and dine our clients at five-star restaurants. So you come home and, you know, the average hamburger taco, this just doesn't cut it. So I started experimenting with food, which also turned into cocktails. And then what I did was as I traveled the country, if I found one that I really liked, I would latch onto it and I'd either ask how it was made or I'd figure out how it was made. And um, so I mixed different drinks as, as the years have gone by now. So if you come to my house now, um, you actually get a martini list that is two pages and it's laminated and I have the ingredients for probably 90% of this. Um, some of them are my own creations. Uh, some of them are the ones I've picked up from all over and I can usually tell you where they're from. Um, like there's one that's called the San Antonio sling, obviously from down there. Um, there's a blushing berry, which came from Dallas, Texas. They're just from all over the country. But, um, I really kind of grabbed onto that and have gone down that path. So I love making food. I love making drinks and it's all fun. I even have, um, some unique tools for when friends come over and yes, I've actually used this. It makes about, oh no, Jeff, what do you think? I, th I think I got about nine martinis out of this. Oh, Big I one. think you do more. Yeah. That's, so, well, that's like the, how big you want your martini, I suppose. <laughs> uh, I think you may have invited the right person to the party. Uh, <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you some of the ones that are my favorites, but my, you know, the one I make, I'm, I'll make one for you too when we get to it. But um, yeah, that's kind of my, that's kind of my story and history with it, but I love food that's and drinks awesome. though. And for those of you who uh, who are only listening to the audio side of this, Barry just uh, held up, which is basically the wine size equivalent. I think it's the uh, it's the Nebuchadnezzar or the Balthazar, whatever the biggest wine bottle you can get. It seems like that's the size shaker that Barry just held up. I thought that was a up. trash can. I was going to say, I used to love it. It's trash ounce martinis, and that thing makes, I want to say, it's about eight. So it's about 80 ounces. Yeah. He knows how to get down. Let's just be honest. Here. Yeah, he knows how to get down. And although it does, at first, it almost looked like he had stolen the Stanley Cup. You know, when yeah. he came around. <laughs> it, it, it holds all his entire handle of vodka plus the mixers. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Gary, do you have any uh, Canadian cocktails on that list yet? I don't think I have any Canadian cocktails on here, actually. I'm going uh, to I'm gonna have to have a further discussion about that. I, I know a guy. I'll get I, you hooked up. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think we're going to oh. see a revision coming up in uh, in August 2020 with the Canadian edition to Barry's Martini menu. So Jeff, you might appreciate this too. One other note: my, I had some friends recently get married uh, close to our house, and they had the wedding party stay here. So I did some things for them and some unique stuff. And one of the things I did is I I made a homemade uh, a raspberry strawberry rhubarb simple syrup um, that we use in mules for oh. the drink of the of the weekend. That's just. So. I like this. Fun stuff. <laughs> I like this very much. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, so you're getting hints here. There's somebody named Jeff, but you're not meeting him yet. You got to meet somebody else first. For, you got to meet Sean Tobin, sir. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you doing? Good. 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 Welcome back to the show. We talked burgers with you last time. We did talk burgers. I don't know if I'm honored or mortified that you thought of me for the cocktail <laughs> podcast, um, but I guess it's very on brand, so it makes sense. I, um, I'm Sean Tobin. I have been in the industry for probably eight years now, first with EH Publishing and then now through acquisition with Emerald Expositions. 
Uh, so I make advertising dreams come true at CE Pro, Commercial Integrator, and Tech Decisions. Uh, yeah, and this is my second one. I was on the Burger Podcast probably a month ago, and uh, this one's a little bit more exciting, I think. So let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's do this. Let's start drinking. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. So last but definitely not least, uh, we have Jeff Savage here. Jeff is Jason Savage's brother if you've been playing along jason savage sony right then we talked to barry then sean okay now we're over to jeff right okay you're all caught up here jeff sir uh introduce yourself and uh tell us about your fabulous cocktail history yeah uh well first of all thank you for uh, having me on this is absolutely really sweet being able to oh, you say that now wait till the end <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm as you said i'm i'm jason's uh, younger brother uh we're also related to macho man randy if you haven't caught that one on yet so far, we should get him. We should get him. Uncle, Uncle Macho Man. Uncle uh, yeah. So I'm Canadian as, as you might expect, uh, you know, Jason at all, uh, born in, in Calgary, little town, just, uh, about three hours North of the border in Alberta and, uh, started my life really focusing on academia and, and all those kind of things. And, uh, worked in restaurants and bars kind of throughout that to support myself. And once I finished my academia and was happy with it, I decided to dive right back into hospitality. So yes, I'm not a AV person whatsoever, unless you're talking about alcohol and vitriol, I suppose. That uh, might be the two things that, that are well done. Into my lifestyle. But um, yeah, I've, I've opened several bars and restaurants. I think I'm on number six right now. Um, I uh, have been pretty successful in, in a lot of different endeavors, not to toot my own horn, but I've moved around Western Canada. I currently reside in Vancouver, British Columbia, uh, running the bar at a, at a place called Botanist, which has gotten some international acclaim. And uh, yeah, I, I suppose it's a weird world. I'm sure you guys are familiar with it as well. Um, just getting into something and being specific about it. And there's so many weird little nuances in every uh, industry, but there are uh, cocktail competitions, which not a lot of people may know about, but it's along the lines of, um, you know, uh, Top Chef or something like that. And so different brands and different companies kind of create these competitions uh, that, you know, are very challenging and, and can lead you to a lot of different things. And this last year, uh, 2019, I've had a lot of success in them. I was the lead for uh, an international competition called Bowls Around the World. Uh, it took us to Amsterdam and and june last year uh and we won that one so we are now the world's best bar team in uh in botanist which is great congratulations we beat we beat uh we beat your american counterparts but we beat them handily uh (laughs) um, credit where credit is due (laughs) um we're we're good at some things i say up here but and, and then after that uh about two months later uh i was in this cocktail competition called um world class which is actually the world's largest cocktail competition in the world, more like a, more like the Olympics, we'll say. Um, I won the Canadian uh, Canadian finals uh, to be the Canadian representative, and they took 60 different competitors from 60 different countries uh, to, to Holland uh, and then up to Scotland. We did a little tour through Scotland and competed there. That took about two weeks, and at the end of it, I came second uh, in the world. So... Second is what? Whatever. You, what did you say, Jason? What was second? Uh, the first loser. Yes, like, thank you. Just, my big brother. That's only because I love you. That's I fine. get it. You know what? It's, <laughs> it's true. But uh, well, yeah, it's, it's been an amazing year, and uh, just to be able to compete and to see the the level of of technicality and hospitality and and all of that around the world is is been really special. So now yes. I, you know, back in Canada, and unfortunately not back at the bar just yet, as we're still dealing with the lockdown but just means i have more time to to drink and to chat that's right research and development we discussed this you're in training right. and you're doing lots of research and development yes Alcohol, yes vitriol, research <laughs> exactly just just repeat just repeat you know and and this too shall shall pass yes so this is this is really cool and congratulations on on the uh, various competitions and uh and even coming in second though as you said earlier the first on the wow first man <laughs> 
Uh, there was the first man and the first woman. There you That's go. Right. So congratulations. Yeah. But no, I mean, that is just, it is so, it is so cool. And uh, I can only imagine kind of what goes, <laughs> what goes into it. And uh, your poor liver. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're Irish. It's okay. It. <laughs> it was born to be punished. That's right. <laughs> Thank God it was in Scotland, all that whiskey, right? That's right. Yes. Okay. I'm in the same boat. You come out and it's like, sorry, hold on for the ride. Yep. yep. <laughs> Saddle up. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, so uh, this is, this is really, really cool. So, um, so, so guys, uh, don't, uh, don't feel the pressure or anything, but um, you are undoubtedly yeah, being judged here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everything you say henceforth will be judged by, by the world's champion level. Cocktologist, mixologist. No, what are you? What is it? Are you a mixologist? No, 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 no. That's okay. So the difference, I'll tell you this. The difference between a a bartender and a mixologist, it's about 10 minutes per drink. You know, the bartender gets a drink right away. The mixologist has to, you know, talk (laughs) about it. Has to nuance it and romance it because it's probably not that good. (laughs) In all honesty, honesty, I think... um, you know, bartending has such a such a great history and such a you know beautiful nuance to it. And and you know, I I think when I think about bartending versus mixology, I'm I'm a bartender through and through because it's about the people that you serve, not the drink. People come first, so right. it doesn't matter to me if if you're you know making a gin and tonic or a vodka soda or like a Ramos gin fizz or something really complex. It's it's always just about the people. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, well, so now now we know the difference too, boys and girls. We've learned something already on AB Trade Talk. We learned lots of things, lots of stuffs, and lots of things. Both of those. So, Vegeta, you you and I, and this is really sad because normally by August of any given year, you and I have seen each other several times. We're gonna have to lament about the loss of the lo- oh, the loss of trade shows. But but the, this is the longest I've gone in probably knowing you now for as long as I've known you eight, nine, ten years, something like that, where we haven't seen each other. Um, but it's more than just seeing each other because we usually end up hanging out and having a little social time. And um, there's, there's that one night at one time a year, which will remain anonymous when um, the entire night will go by. <laughs> we've Apparently only seen I the forgot. sunrise. <laughs> we, we've not seen the sunrise, but, but, uh, but we have definitely, um, we've enjoyed long nights of plentiful, cocktails. Um, and I missed that. So, so that's my intro to you. So if we were going to be going, so the next trade show up would be CD Expo. If we were going to be hanging out at the bar next month, what would your, what would you be ordering up? Well, I'm going back to one of my favorites that I had with you. And that was at ISE and Sean was there too, where we ordered Moscow mules at this fancy, um, I guess, bar that we found after this long boat trip that we took <laughs> the projection mapping tour yes projection mapping tour. Yes. two years ago that was yes two years. yeah <laughs> that was two years ago but yep. i still love moscow mules so i still think of that and then sean was nice enough to go get the drinks but we were wondering what was taking him so long <laughs> but apparently he had a mixologist <laughs> now we know it took a really long time he said he tried to make it perfect just like the little leaves that he put together just perfect. And then he threw one of the drinks away apparently because it wasn't right. And then he remade yeah, if you it. Add, if you put a mixologist with a language barrier, it's like a whole different level. <laughs> All you had to say was Moscow mule. Yeah, but if, he, but if he's Dutch and, and yeah, that's, I can see how that could, could, yeah, yeah. But that was, that was delicious. All right, so Moscow mule. Moscow mule. Yeah, yeah. I like right. a refreshing, you know, citrusy drink i guess or yeah yeah i'm with you i'm with you on that barry didn't you bring up uh didn't you bring up the mule yeah i brought up the uh-huh. mule i, I love mule. Mule too. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. and that's what i was saying i did i did a, that strawberry rhubarb simple syrup to right. put in the moscow mules but there's a lot of good ways to make them i do them with um you can do black cherry you can do coconut you can do there's a lot of different really cool variations you'll find the one that you really like yeah so I actually, I don't like bourbon, but I had one with bourbon and found that I actually really quite, <laughs> quite enjoyed that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. So Jeff, traditional, uh, traditional vodka, I'm guessing, because vodka, uh, vodka, vodka, that's when you Moscow and vodka together. That's vodka. Uh, yeah. yeah. Russia, vodka connection, guessing that started as vodka, right? Yeah. Traditional? yeah. Well, there's, there's, uh, 
there's some there's some ideas around it, but it's basically it, it is a it is an American cocktail. Um, and it the idea was a gentleman running a bar had too much ginger beer. I think he ordered something and it came like there was too much of it, so he smashed it together with vodka and a little lime juice. And yeah, I mean, of course, the copper mug has become really infamous as well, which is which is pretty important, I think. But I don't know, it's a great drink. It, you know, I'm not I'm not the I'm not the number one vodka fan on the planet, but uh, that one vodka just works really well and it lengthens everything and just has that nice like alcoholic kick to it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Now copper cup, can it, does it have to be a hundred percent copper or is the copper plate acceptable? There's, there's been discussions about this in bars that I've been in. Yeah. Well, that's your choice. You know, yeah. they, 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 I think the way people think about it is that, you know, uh, copper is what is often used in stills and copper does have a lot of properties that strip out some of the harsh metals and, and, uh, heavy uh, materials in alcohol, but that's not really going to do anything in your cocktail glass. <laughs> hopefully you're, hopefully by then your, your vodka is okay. Um, but, uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's aesthetics too, right? And yeah. there's something that's really nice about knowing you're holding this copper mug, you know, exactly what to expect in it. Right. 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 Yeah, well, I think very Plus, it's fun. You can get different ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you go to Chateau de Berry, you can yes. also. <laughs> Since I'm in the kitchen, I have accessories that I can grab. <laughs> <laughs> we have visual aids. This is perfect. This is like on audio. Berry. We're so confused right now. I know. I know. <laughs> we, we try to stop. Yes. All right. So if you're listening in on audio only, Barry just held up a copper cup and a black cup. There. So you're all caught up. It was actually a rainbow <laughs> copper cup. Oh, it was rainbow. It was the, the temperature colored. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. That's very good. I have the regular ones too, though. Actually, <laughs> I have the Cedia copper cups that they had. Do you remember the, it was in Dallas, I think. There was a Cedia party that was at the top of one of the hotels, and they actually had Cedia branded copper cups, and I still have a set of four of them. Yeah, it, you weren't supposed to take those home, but that's okay. You, know, you, you were supposed to. Come on. What else are they going to do with it? <laughs> All right, Cedia, now you know where those four copper cups came from. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Send the bill to Barry. Barry gets a bill later. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. All right, Jason, sling it over to you. Favorite cocktail. What what would favorite cocktail or at least your favorite cocktail you brought to the show tonight? Oh uh, man, favorite cocktail is sort of like picking a favorite child. You know, you have you have biases <laughs> on, a, on a given day, you know. Um, you know, my brother would certainly attest to the fact that, you know, I've been a, a pretty I would say, you know, growing up in America, even though I'm being Canadian born, I've you know, I've pretty rudimentary uh, favorites as far as that goes. I like basic combinations. Your, you know, truly American cocktail, the, uh, you know, the vodka soda, the gin and soda, those are tried and true. Um, I, I don't have the patience. Um, what's, what's the word? A uh, budget to uh, <laughs> amass a, a bar, you know, up to some of the uh, standards that I'd like to mix cocktails with. Um, but uh, for the, for the example that I wanted to use for, for the show here today uh, is really kind of something that's, and I was joking with my brother about this before. Um, I have a, I have a monkey on my back and his name is Pina Colada. So um, I have the neutral bullet. Like I have like the food ninja with the, where it's like the different serving size containers that you can make smoothies in and certainly make smoothies in them. But um, being a child of the, born in the seventies, you know, coming up in the eighties and nineties, you know, frozen cocktails and that sort of stuff was really big uh, when I was, you know, when I was of drinking age or, or you know, shall we say, uh, you know, drinking age adjacent. Um, adjacent. Uh, well, just, just, to, just to sort of put that into uh, into perspective, right? And, you know, some of the bars where, where, I, where I grew up with Central Florida, Orlando, Florida, there were, there were some bars that were literally just like nothing but Slurpee machines with high test alcohol in them. And that was some of my first bar experiences. So um, I've certainly graduated from that. But you know, you always run back to you always run back home when uh, you know when times get tough and stuff like that. So uh, with the weather change and the temperature change, uh, and just being at home so much, we talked about this. We start cooking. We start playing around with stuff. So uh, I started making Slurpees for the kids in the Food Ninja, and I thought you know what well, would be really good to mix in some booze and make myself an adult Slurpee uh, out of a situation here. So uh, typically what I do Great is I'll take- kids during quarantine too. 
Right. Right. Exactly. Well, you got to be able to deal with the kids. Everyone gets what they need. It's all good. That's right. I have a very hard time believing that you didn't put some alcohol in yours before you made anything for the kids. Don't lie to (laughs) me. Well, I mean, you got to test these things out before you know if they work or not. Yeah. You don't make your children a guinea pig. Testing, yes. No, that's a responsible parent right there. I can imagine. Right, exactly. So, um, So what I'll do is I'll take the the small to medium sized um, cup, fill it up with ice. And uh, me personally, I like my drinks a little bit spicier. So I'll go three or four ounces of either like a spiced rum, like 91 proof, um, or I will use gin uh, in that same roll, but not as much gin. I probably maybe do two to three ounces of Hendrix or maybe like a London dry gin. Uh, and then the, 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 uh, the mixer that I like personally is pineapple juice. So um, I like, you know, I'm again, just said, said all that. I'm a kid of the eighties, nineties, you know, that, you know, that nineties hip hop, West coast gin and juice, that whole deal. Right. Like that's all kind of like my wheelhouse. So I was here at my head right now. Laid back. I was like, you know, what would be good is if I could mix, like I could take this pina colada vibe and maybe like a gin and pineapple vibe out of it. So to circle back with rum, I'll do four, you know, three to four ounces of like a spice rum, pineapple juice, uh, maybe like a little bit of coconut cream or heavy whipping cream, blend it in the in the Food Ninja for 10 seconds and it comes out like perfect consistency. You can drink it through a straw, you can divvy it up into a couple of glasses and you're good to go. Um, if I would do that same drink with gin, um, I would obviously forego the coconut milk or the, the heavy whipping cream. I would maybe just do maybe like a half an ounce of simple syrup in it. Uh, again, you know, three or four ounces of, of gin, pineapple juice, ice, little bit of simple syrup, blend it up, and then I'd finish it with uh, like a rosemary sprig or something like that on the top just to get that bouquet and the oil from the rosemary mixed into the the juice of the cocktail. So you get that nice acidity from the pineapple juice, get a little bit of earthiness from the rosemary sprig, and then you get a kick in the teeth from the gin, which is really what we're what we're all after here. <laughs> it's really it's not the flavor; it's the kick in the teeth at the end. That's right. Well, that's how I, that's what I do anyway. I mean, for me, I, I you know I'm a, I like to go a little bit spicier and drink less of them as opposed to more of them and you know lighter. Just the way I go. Okay, I'm, I'm quality over quantity. Uh huh. Exactly. Uh-huh. You know, there's a there's a balance there. Exactly. Right. Right. I'm getting a. I'm getting memories, a uh, flashback of last time you were in uh, Calgary for uh, Christmas. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe I'm not telling just yet. <laughs> uh, Possible deniability. Uh, this is a professional uh, Oh, sorry. sorry. Podcast. <laughs> I was, was, was going to say, Jason, yes. uh, you, you, blessed, you blessed our family with like two very beautiful uh, baby daughters. And when, uh, when I was, when you were in Calgary was when I was running a bar there and we shut down over Christmas. And so I brought all the non-alcoholic syrups and, and juices and stuff like that, because the girls really like to, to play mixology. It's, it's really, really great. But uh, I remember you and I not paying attention one day once and uh, Estelle comes by and she's like, here, try this. And she gives it to me and it is just pure bourbon. <laughs> she's like, it's bourbon and like grenadine. She's like, is it good? I'm like, no. Whoa, what did you use here? She's like, I don't know. I'm not allowed to drink alcohol. But she mixed it for us, and that was uh, maybe one of the better drinks I've had, to be honest. Yeah. Ah, well, see, there you go. Estelle's got uh, Estelle has a way around the kitchen. We'll just put it that way. Whether it's a good way or bad way, we're not really sure. Age appropriate way, we're working on that. <laughs> She's figuring it out. Well, the kitchen and the bar, apparently. <laughs> uh, that's right. Well, you know, our household they're tied together. Right. They are. They are in the same room. So okay. that's classic. Well, wait. And how old was Estelle when she? Uh, when she created this probably fabulous seven maybe yeah yeah good non-alcoholic cocktails and that one just knocked my socks back <laughs> all right just another it's another bottle to grab but uncle jeff will drink this yeah like mikey with life cereal yeah i'm pretty sure you smashed it i'm pretty sure you smashed it oh I, i'm pretty sure i did too i don't remember that afternoon so it's a probably a solid indicator that that happened we'll just go with that that was we'll the end of it. estelle's yeah uh, making beverages that's right yes i don't know okay okay hmm. sounds like you guys have good christmas stories though so i don't want to call you we back do. on another show yeah, we're, we're, uh, yeah if you want to do just irish christmas with the savages we we got some you know, we got some stories that'll uh, savage Christmas hair out. perfect all right <laughs> all right I see a Christmas show coming up <laughs> holiday 
Holiday. I'm down. Holiday yes. just, yes. <laughs> to accommodate all. All right, Barry. All right. So um, I, I had mentioned the martini list before. Uh, so I have lots of favorites on here, you know, from the you know, standard just dirty martini with some blue cheese stuffed olives or a lemon drop. Um, my favorite martini on here, though, is the uh, uh, I have a key lime that tastes just like key lime pie. There's no way you'd be able to tell the difference, um, but it's loaded with vodka. Um, so really good. Uh, but my favorite drink overall is, is sipping rum. Um, and uh, I'd say my favorite sipping rum that I currently have in my cabinet would be the Ronza Kappa 23. Um, it's a good standby, but I'm a fan of anything from the Caribbean. I got started in it uh, when I was in the last home theater cruise that they had um, with Sam Runco and uh, Monster Cable was a sponsor there. Uh, we went to a cigar bar while we we're on the ship, and um, I'm not necessarily a huge whiskey bourbon person. And they said, well, have you tried good sipping rum? I said, no. So I tried it. The rest is history. So that's my preferred drink. Um, and as far as how I like to drink it, it's either neat or if you do a, a good old fashioned with rum, it's fantastic. Um, not a lot of people try that out, but, um, that would probably be my, my, my primary. I like to have cocktails that pair well with what I'm eating. So like if I have tacos, I want a margarita. If I have sushi, I'd like to get, you know, um, either a, uh, either a Japanese martini or some sake, you know, some good stuff like that. But I like to pair it with whatever I'm eating. So it's more about the experience of the evening. Um, so that's probably my preference. But I think you probably want me to do my, my, my cocktail that I'm making, right? Do it. Do it. Do it. Okay. So um, <laughs> I'll, go ahead, I'll go ahead and do that because uh, Katie asked. So I said, sure, I'll oblige. Um, so with the martinis, I'll also explain while I'm, making, while I'm getting this prepped. Um, I, uh, I have a couple of them that are actually on a few of the restaurant menus around here too. I'll go and do taste testings with the, with the owners of the restaurants. And they'll put some of them on there. And I have one that's actually a huge hit. It's called um, uh, Cucumber Splash. It's cucumber vodka, uh, strawberry, um, it's, sorry, strawberry, cran, white cran strawberry juice and, and um, cucumber vodka. It's just the two ingredients, but it's, to your point, Vegeta, it's very summery, light, fun. It's their number one seller. So it goes really well. That's not what I'm making now, though. So the one that I'm going to make now is just basically going to be um, one of my creations. It's called Bear Refresher, and it's um, it's citron vodka. Uh, it has some lemon in it, pomegranate, and um, strawberry lemonade with a little bit of either triple sec or contro. Um, when you're making martinis, I'm a big fan of always doing half vodka. I don't know, Jeff, what do you think? Whatever works, my friend. I think, uh, <laughs> has anybody ever heard of Dale DeGroff before? Anybody heard that term, that guy before? Heard, not, don't know why. Okay, well, he's, uh, he's like the granddaddy of cocktails. He's like, mm, I don't know, the Chrysler of cars kind of, kind of guy. Uh, he, he was, uh, he, he ran the Rainbow Room for a long time in New York. He, kind of a, kind of a big deal. And he always gets his martinis, what he calls it, fitty fitty. So, equal parts vodka or, or gin and, and vermouth. So, you know, Barry, if he does it, I can, I can probably say it's probably the right idea. All right. Perfect. Well, it's good to uh, have you agree with me on that. Sorry. I had to get an ingredient out that I didn't get. Um, so while I'm finished making this, so just to reiterate, it's uh, citrus vodka, uh, lemon, triple sec. Actually I use Contro. Contro has got a little bit of better flavor to it. Um, some fresh strawberry, and then uh, lemonade and pomegranate. I use palma liqueur. But um, the other thing I'll say about martinis is, is I latched onto the lemon drop, and I love it. That's kind of my standby. But um, you can make just about anything with a slight variation of that. Like pomegranate, good pomegranate martinis are just a lemon drop with pomegranate in it. Same thing with raspberry. I have a lavender. I have lavender syrup, so I can do a lavender lemon drop. So you can do just about anything with, with the ones that you want. But... Yeah, it's time. It's five, five fifty. It's time for a cocktail. Why don't you guys have cocktails, by the way? Yeah, what are talking about? <laughs> um, yeah. I'm just off camera. Yeah. yeah. The best part though is you got to you know serve table side so you get the nice color and cold and. And that's one of the. 
and so you can't see this in radio land, but this is at least the way that my monitor is calibrated. This is beautiful sort of coral, almost like ruby red grapefruit color going on in a, in a beautiful martini. Yes, it's very elegant. Very, very classy. Cheers. And what was this called? It was the, the berry, the berry refresher. This is the berry refresher. And this berry is refresher. one of my concoctions. Yeah. Excellent. It is Excellent. light and summery, but it's 50% vodka. <laughs> <laughs> It's more like 65 to 70% alcohol. Some your eyes are shut, Barry. Yeah, now, <laughs> now we all sit here and watch you finish it. So. Right, oh, right, right. Oh, 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 oh. So, speaking of which, when people do come over, I have a rule. Once you drink two of these at my house, I have to stop before you ask for a third and give you a warning because from, somewhere from two to three, it kind of lights out for most people. <laughs> the decisions start being made a little differently than they would. <laughs> well, you live up in the mountains too, so, you know. That's true. That. I am a 6,000 people, so that makes sense. Yeah, I you use know. one of those people to follow me around and just tell me that too. <laughs> yeah. Pay somebody to do that. Pay but would they? Would you listen? They may tell you, but would you listen? <laughs> like, no, no, I'm fine. <laughs> I got this. So, all right, so Jeff, I have a question. Uh, triple sec versus Quantro? Quantro is a triple sec. It is a triple sec. Yeah, it's like okay. uh, it's like how all whiskey or sorry, all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskey is bourbon. Does that make sense? Nope. Kind of like an umbrella term. Got it. It's the okay. upper tier of it. Got it. Okay. Yeah, okay. This is like thirty a, bucks a bottle, and triple sec's like ten. Right. It's okay. it's a it's a really nice brand version of of triple sec. It's like a. Uh, I don't know, three ply toilet paper versus one ply. How about that? Okay, so now, now, wow. now, yeah, now job, I can be a little bit more. Got it. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Much better finish. <laughs> um, okay, this is good to know. Uh, I I also heard learned recently about Agavero, right? Agavero. Yeah. Which uh, yeah, so a friend uh, brought those over for margaritas and said that that was their go-to instead of Cointreau. So I don't know what the yeah, story is that there. Also but that so, also works. That also works. Yeah, and uh, so that that's not in that triple sec. Thing, no, completely more like right? a, I think it's agave based liqueur. Yeah. Okay. But okay. Uh, it's a, it kind of like blends the line because there's a classic margarita that's got lime juice. You've got uh, Cointreau, triple sec, Grand Marnier, if you fancy, uh, and uh, tequila. Or you have the Tommy's margarita, which I think is is actually my favorite, which is uh, instead of there's no Cointreau, there's no triple sec, you've just got tequila, lime juice, and a little bit of agave for sweetness. Now, is that Super. Tommy's is in Tommy's in San Francisco? That- Correct. <laughs> that's that's an amazing margarita. Drop some knowledge. Look at you, Katie. Uh-huh. All right. Oh, uh, this brain. I'm telling you, sometimes it holds somebody things can, that are useful. Somebody drives around the country in <laughs> suburban with their husband and videos. Well, I used to live in the Bay Area. See, so little little known fact there. But I lived in Marin County, and I um, I did the San Francisco shuffle during the dot com dot bomb era. And Tommy's was right in between the two. So <laughs> it worked out well. <laughs> Very conveniently located. <laughs> Very conveniently located between uh, 16th and Mission and, uh, and the Golden Gate. Yeah, it's lovely. All right, Sean, what you got? Yeah, so I am a whiskey bourbon person. Um, so I'm a, I'm a Manhattan on the rocks person or an old-fashioned guy typically. Um, it's about 105 degrees in Boston right now, <laughs> and so wow. I'm not I'm not a Manhattan person when it's a 105 degrees out. Um, so I think I I typically think of summer drinking like we're just on the beach and we make stuff in bulk and like a kind of a cooler type thing. And so I'm just doing a super simple rum coconut rum floater. Mm. Um, let me see here. So we have. 90 proof coconut rum. So a couple ounces of that. Super simple. A little bit of seltzer. I have coconut seltzer, um, but we'll put it in like a big kind of a, a, I don't know what you call it, keg cooler thing for the beach. One of those little tailgating things. Um, So a little bit of seltzer and then a little bit of coconut water. Here on camera. Uh-huh. There we go. Give it a pretty silky texture. That sounds good. Stir it a little oh, bit. Good. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Stir, right. stir. Uh-huh. Yep. And then just a Caribbean rum floater on top. <laughs> a, 
doesn't have to be that nice when you're on the beach, but <laughs> the beach when you say things like a floater at the beach, that's, you know, yeah, pour everything tastes... in and that's basically the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and as I understand it, the floater on top is really just up to your yeah. choice yeah. of how, yeah. how deep you want to go. Right. The floater could be half the glass if you're so inclined, right? Yeah. There's no rules. Then squeeze a lime into it and you are good to go. My gosh. Nice. Cheers. Look at ooh. That is gorgeous. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes, please. <laughs> this is damn, that looks so, so super healthy, super simple. Um, hydrating with the coconut water. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You can get kind of fancy with different types of rum. I'm kind of a 90 proof rum person. So like coconut rum with some type of a spiced rum or a Caribbean rum or whatever on top. Um, and yeah, that's kind of the go-to beach drink. I know, you know, and you can make it in volume. Spike seltzers and all that stuff is big now, but, um, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not drinking gin and tonics on the beach or, you know, by the pool in the summertime or when I'm outside. So something like this is super quick and easy. Yep. And, And you can do it in, in large volumes. So as you were talking about that thing, I kind of, and not necessarily for me, but for everybody that's at the beach with us. <laughs> right. Your people, your people. It, it was kind of taking me back to, uh, to high school. I mean, I mean, not that we drank in high school, but I saw other kids doing it. And, um, but there were trash cans with liners. Cause you know, at that age, you're super classy. Jason, you know, like the car clubs, you know, the, those kind of gatherings. I'm familiar. You're familiar with these mm-hmm. jungle juice. Familiar? Oh, no. I, I've been to Mardi Gras. I've crawled down. I've crawled oh. down the, the districts there where it's like, what's Hand in your grenades pot? Hurricanes. Out of that cooler? Hand time. grenades to hurricanes. <laughs> to one hell of a hangover on top of it. Oh, all. yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. No, that's, but see, that's what that's, I think that's what that stage of life is for is you need Agreed. to learn what not to put into your body as an adult. And, and then you stop making, theoretically, you stop making those decisions at some point in your 30s. Ish. <laughs> So I heard. So I heard. All right. Well, that sounds delicious, Vegeta. Hopefully, uh, you're, you're, you've got all these these notes because uh, next time we hang out, uh, <laughs> notes. Yes. yeah, I need to go shopping. I, I know it's on the list. <laughs> exactly. So uh, you know, actually, so spiced rum, um, Sean, Captain Morgan, or another. Um. So I typically Myers is just what I had in my house. Yeah. But um. I'll do Myers. Pear Bay makes like a 90 proof rum that I'll use. Oh, you're for on the 90. It. That's right. That's um, right. We, I bartended like through college and then for five years after college and we used to have like big fish bowls and we would make the drink like in a fish bowl, basically with like five big straws for everybody at the table. So it's, um, you know, just, it's super easy and healthy and healthy considering, <laughs> considering. <laughs> Hey, Sean, did you throw a bunch of napkins around and blow a whistle? We had hurricane glasses and the whole nine yards. Yep. This was a full-on Cajun Cajun bartending gig. I love it. Makes you feel right at home. (laughs) Right at at home. Yep. I also heard stories of of kids that grew grew up in San Diego, um, not me, but kids, you know, friends, and uh, they'd go down to Mexico on the weekends, and uh, and the bars there would would let those kids in. I heard these stories, and they they would til- grab your head, slam it back, because of course this is what you should do to your neck. Have it slammed back. They'd take the bottle of tequila, slam it down your throat, shake it while they're blowing a whistle in your ears, and that was supposed to be a really good time. And and kids kept going back and back and back. It is just so crazy as an adult. You're just like, what? <laughs> Why? 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 But again, I think these are the things that you have to learn as 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 a young adult to realize that you're never going to do that as as a proper aged adult. So, anyways, I don't know why I told you that story, but you got to hear that story. Uh, all right, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, please take me away from this story. Cocktail master, <laughs> Cocktail master. not not mixologist, as we've learned because we're learning. You now. know, you can call me whatever is fine. We'll call um, you Jeff. Ooh, I don't know. Favorite cocktail is a tough one. I mean, I. I can attest. I think the first uh, the first spirit that I really learned how to drink was Johnny Walker Black, and I am one hundred percent certain that that came from my brother. <laughs> and I am not one hundred percent certain of uh, how old I was, uh, not for legal purposes at least. But <laughs> oh, drinking age in Canada, at least in Alberta, is eighteen. So I do have some, uh, you know, I do have some legal protection 
in the fact well, that it was know. in Alberta. Let's see what the extradition treaties are like uh, between Canada and the United States. I, there is, I, I've mentioned it before, drinking age adjacent is, is, <laughs> is what I'm sticking It's to. like how, you know, you go to France as a kid and, and you can have wine with dinner. It's just exactly. that with rye, I think. In, in yeah. that's, 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 that's the Alberta version that. of red yeah, wine. I think that's it. Um, but yeah, like favorite drinks. I mean, I, I, I do tend to really enjoy whiskey. I mean, a Negroni is like probably like one of my top threes i'd say negroni uh classic daiquiri and uh probably like a sazerac or or something along those lines but um i think what i'm what i'm really loving now uh especially because i don't want to make myself a cocktail is uh is highballs and i mean that that term highball is uh i think it's thrown around a little bit more loosely than than it's meant but you know it's literally you know whiskey uh usually but it's usually whiskey or some sort of spirits, um, soda, whatever. Um, so, I mean, my my go to is is a, a nice blended whiskey. I go back to Johnny Walker Black constantly uh, with a soda and a splash or just a twist of lemon. But I do want to, you know, just kind of amplify that a little bit. And uh, you know, since I know I'm talking to a bunch of AV nerds, you know, I'm I'm not alone in being a nerd in, in certain things. So I. I want to share with you guys a recipe that I, I think is really fun and it's uh, really easy to make even with the right uh, right tools, we'll say. Right tools. Um, AV so, love tools. Yeah, tools. Yeah. Are there acronyms? How many acronyms are in this recipe? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and canopy right. voice controls. Go. <laughs> um, this kind of goes back to one of the challenges for, for world class that I was telling about you about earlier. One of the things you had to do uh, was with actually Johnny Walker, and it was uh, to create a ready-to-drink RTD cocktail. So there's your acronym right there. As I can see, you're drinking an RTD right now. Nice. Nice. Um, the host was trying to take a break there. got busted. <laughs> all about. Um, so, yeah, basically it was, a, was trying to make a cocktail uh, using Johnny Walker, soda water, and uh, the only thing you could really make was a cordial. So cordial, pretty pretty broad, open concept, but um, basically something that's got flavor, it's got sweetness, and it's got acidity. Uh, so I made one that was very very Canadian. It had uh, alderwood smoked tea that I like chopped wood down to smoke tea with, and uh, some rosemary and allspice and and cedar chips. And I'm not going to tell you how to make that one because that's way too complicated. <laughs> but I, I I do want to give you just the idea of what that cordial can look like. Um, and so the way that I've, that I've gone about it, uh, if you have a, is all you need is a scale and some alternative acids, we'll say, uh, scale out 500 grams of, uh, of sugar, 10 grams of citric acid, 10 grams of malic acid, 10 grams of tartaric acid, all of those acids you can buy usually at, um, health food stores or online. It's really, really easy. They're super cheap. Uh, so 500 grams of the sugar, 10 grams citric, 10 grams malic, 10 grams tartaric, and then add in 500 grams of liquid. So that could just be water if you want something that's just neutral, doesn't really taste like anything. Or as the case may be, you could add in things like teas, uh, fruits, spices, uh, herbs, you name it. So this, I can show you this right now. I know we're on a podcast and this is like the giant no-no. But this this right here is a is a cordial that I made uh, earlier. I'm staying uh, at my my partner's uh, parents' house, and there's a farm right beside us. This has got fresh blackberries and thyme, steeped into that water, and then you add the sugar, the and the acids, and literally add that with uh, with water uh, or sparkling water or coconut water, uh, and then add your spirit, and you're good to go. And it's so versatile. That cordial plus whatever flavors you want. It's really fun to play with. I've done it with uh, peach and basil and uh, and gin. This one with the blackberry and thyme with uh, with scotch was really fun. Uh, black tea and vanilla and star anise. I mean, there's endless combinations, but that that cordial is super fun to play with. Yeah. Wow. Jason, wow. you need to bring Jeff to the next trade show because I need to hang out with him. <laughs> well, yeah. Let me tell you something. There is a list of uh, of you know, AV perennial superstars that want to have my brother <laughs> bartend uh, for their events. Because as you guys well know, um, you know, half of the industry, certainly not for integrators out there, but for, you know, trade folks that are working for different brands is, you know, half of what we do is socializing 
networking, working yeah. with these other people and having a knowledge base where you can refer to things that other people can relate to, whether it's cocktail, whether it's food, you know, all of that is very powerful, uh, is a very powerful way to engage with people. And, you know, as Jeff kind of stated in his opening, this industry certainly is about boxes, but it's, you know, by and large, it's a mom and pop industry. It's about the people that are in it. And, you know, again, it's kind of, you know, I think that's a thread that kind of runs through both my brothers and my, you know, you know, way we go about things in life. But yes, Barry, uh, we, we got to get Jeff down <laughs> over the, over the Northern wall, whatever, whatever we got to do, submarine, uh, you know, we get him into the, get him into the Harbor here in Seattle. I can promise you this, add him to the list. And if he goes out to dinner with me, we'll hit it off because I'll take <laughs> the best food places you can go. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally in for it. I'm yeah, totally never in. threaten us with a good time. No. Yeah. Oh no. No. <laughs> He's bringing it. <laughs> See, this is all very sad because we should be seeing each other. In That's right. We no. just discussed that in Denver of all places. And twenty twenty one. Next year. Yep. Yep. Twenty one. Exactly. Barcelona. Yes. Yeah. Well. Well, that's ISE. Yeah, we got to do that. Yeah. Too. No. Yeah. No. No. no I don't do that too. Right? I don't think she was going to uh, That's a whole another story. <laughs> that's that will also force us to drink. Sean, we're not going to get to hang out. I don't think. And well, we'll see. But we definitely will not be hanging out at the Dueling Piano Bar in Amsterdam at three a.m. No. <laughs> Can't believe that's over, Barcelona. Yes. Yes. We have a new town to explore, though. So that's pretty. Cool. Yeah. No. I'm, great I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. So I. Jeff, I have to admit, so the I'm stoked that you brought the cordial up because I've seen it a million times on on menus and have certainly had the recommendations and it's always like, mm, nah. but with complete bias because I have no idea really what what went into it or how versatile it is. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's it's fun and like I mean I know again you can't see me if you're listening, but I'm like literally 50 feet away from the ocean, yeah. like in a pretty pretty remote area, and so just having that cordial is. I can take it to the beach. I can take it, uh, you know, here just, as long as it's somewhat cool. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Now, um, ice, do we have a, do we have a professional recommendation? Uh, do, do we need craft ice? Do we need squares? Do we need balls? Do we need half balls? Do we need just crushed? Do we need to hit it with a special hammer made of silver? <laughs> Mjolnir. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get, you know, it's it, part of it is aesthetics for sure. So, you know, my bar, we have clear ice. We have a clear ice program, and it is exceptionally beautiful when you get a long skewer of, of clear ice. It's really nice. Uh, the So it's it comes down to surface volume more than anything else. You know, if you say you have that old-fashioned or you, or you have something like a sipping rum that you do want to have a little bit of ice in for whatever reason because you're a blasphemy, blasphemous person, but... <laughs> If you're one of those. Oh, wow. No opinion on ice or not ice. <laughs> no, no. But, you know, it's, it's all Glad about that. Because, uh, you know, a bigger, a bigger sphere or a bigger cube is going to have uh, less surface volume than a bunch of small cubes. So it will dilute less over time, keep it colder longer without the dilution. Um, and it looks cooler. And it looks cool. That's right. Like I said, it's, yeah. the first thing you do with co- a cocktail is look at it, right? Right. You drink yeah. it in with your eyes first. And so, yeah, the, the ice is a thing. But you know what? The, the clear ice is a, is a real pain in the ass. Uh, we have a, we're lucky at the hotel that I'm at at the Fairmont. Uh, we are able to have ice that comes from a machine that is $25,000. Wow. Not everybody else is able to have that. So, uh, you know, if you're able to have that, then like, hell yeah, that's a great idea for yeah. sure. Put it in there. But, um, you know, the, even those big, uh, they're called the king cubes, the the big uh, things that you put in your freezer. That's really great too. That's Barry. That's what you were just holding up, right? Yeah. So that, yep. Yeah. So it's it's like I said, I like the experience. So it's like if I if I do have an old fashioned, I want to have a large ball of ice because it looks cool. Um, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm totally with you on. I'd be ashamed to admit that it was actually a Christmas gift for my children because they know that I like it. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> I do use it, so in the defense, it was a great gift. Um, 
those are literally the only cubes I have. So like I have iced coffee in the morning with a huge like yeah. whiskey cube. <laughs> yes. That's so it like starts like my morning box. the right way. Like it puts me in the right mindset. <laughs> I mentally. I swirl around the iced coffee yeah. and then I'm good yeah. to go. Do you, do you kind of cup it in your hand a little bit yeah, and yeah, perfect. appreciate it a little bit. Uh-huh. You know uh-huh. what? It's okay. Cause coffee's, coffee has the same, has the same effect on, on, on me as a good cocktail. Like the right cup of coffee in the morning is oh. magical. Yeah. Yeah. Conversely, magical. you mess that thing up and hell's oh. pay. Uh, <laughs> so bad. So bad. So bad. That's a, that's a conversation for another show. But since we're on the subject quickly, I'll just say if, if you can hear the milk screaming, <laughs> oh. oh no, 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 no. Put it down, walk away. Just, and it's, it's poor a sad milk. thing. And we'll, yeah, poor milk. I know. We'll, we'll discuss the plight of milk on a, on another <laughs> another co- coffee-based show, <laughs> the plight of the plight of right of, of of milk, but uh, good. Okay, so this ice cube question was important. I was, uh, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but LG came out with the craft ice, the residential, yeah. right? And so I was looking at it, and I'm like, oh, you know, because of course I can afford all these things. No, I can't, but I'm still looking anyways because that's what you do when you're in quarantine. And it was like, oh, really, you want another two thousand bucks just for the ice maker? And then it's like, ah, okay, all right, all right. You know, in my fantasy world, yes, okay, I'm going to justify this. And then you start looking at it, and it literally it can make like eight spheres in 24 hours or something. I mean, and I don't even think it's that many. It takes it days to build up what you would need to have if it was anybody but just yourself drinking at home. And it was kind of like, oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> that's a bummer. They'll get there. But, uh, you know. It takes it is- a while. Ice does make or break it, though. I mean, even just for, like, soft drinks. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know if anybody can argue. Like the Sonic Ice, those little pellets. Oh, oh pellets. Again. I love Sonic Ice. <laughs> it just, it, it is. It is. It is. It is. It, no, it can it's... give you a, a little cheater if you, if you do want to like play with some clear ice at home and yes. you have some freezer space. Uh, so what, the way to make clear ice is called uh, directional freezing. Okay. So if you look at a regular ice cube that you have in your freezer right now, you can see it's got that like kind of like explosion thing going on inside all the air bubbles kind of coming out that is uh that is because it's freezing uh too quickly truth be told so if you can find a way to freeze your ice a little bit slower it really helps so what i've done before we had this twenty five thousand dollar ice machine you take um like a cooler or does anybody know the term cambro if i say cambro does that make sense to anybody that's like an industry term that we use. Yeah, okay. So it like basically just like a pail, like a plastic pail. That you see them in restaurants all the time. Um, there's different sizes. So you take a bigger, bigger Cambro or a bigger bucket essentially, uh, and are able to fit a smaller bucket inside of that bigger bucket and spray inside between those two buckets, um, like spray insulation, uh, and then put water in there, uh, seal it up, and throw that in the freezer. It will freeze a lot slower. And it'll actually freeze from the top down. And when it freezes from the top down, you have that, you have basically, depends on how big it is, but you have like an inch or two inches of all that like bubbly ice on the top and then clear ice on the bottom. You can like let it sit out for a little bit, cut that off, and then cut your cubes up and then you have clear ice at home. If you want to get really nerdy about it, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, we want to get really nerdy. That's why we're talking. I, I, I like getting nerdy about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, totally. right people. And yeah. we're in the right like, crowd. We are nerdy about this stuff. Yeah. We should do an ice episode. I'm, I'm good. I'm now intrigued it's by this. Whole right? episode. <laughs> I'm here for it. That probably would get the most the most listens and downloads. Because, <laughs> I mean, right. why wouldn't you want to listen about ice? I mean, hey, I mean you can discuss pellet ice again because I'm, again, pellet ice. You can get vanilla we, ice on the like thing. January and I can go to the ice castles. I just see... Ice yeah, I'm in. yeah, yeah. I I like this ice ice. We could go to the ice uh, the ice hotels and ice we could prepared. podcast. Yes, yes, Vegeta. Norway and yes, yes. Maybe yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, that one. I think we'll that's the one. Quebec. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, I like. Let's go to let's go to Reykjavik. Uh, just because I've been learning to say it, and now I feel I've mastered it, and I need to go there and use my language. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can say one word. <laughs> right right oh my goodness all right well so this is this is this is fabulous we've learned way more than i was expecting and and even that that icing so that 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 actually makes a lot more sense and i take it all back lg that's a fabulous model you have there and that you can make those few in that amount of time is amazing um it is actually really cool and if i could (laughs) if i had fantasy money to play with i totally would have one if you could get them but supply chain is such that you can't get a new refrigerator right now so (laughs) 
<laughs> Vegeta, all right, bring it, bring us, bring us in. Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, let's start our, our, our downward phase of, of the show. Yes. Sad, sad to say, but we've been, we've been at this for over an hour now and, and we must let the people get to drinking. Otherwise this is just horrible torture. <laughs> they have to have dinner with their drinks. I have to. Well, okay. So there I'll, I'll lead in for you, Vegeta. So uh, after this, because I'm a foodie too, I'm doing uh, smoked ribs, uh, Olay the sweet corn and twice baked potatoes. Oh, sounds amazing. I love twice baked potatoes. Fast baked potato. And that corn, say that corn again, because I just yeah. had that. Aletha, sweet so, corn. So Aletha, is that, that's down in Colorado somewhere? Yeah, it's actually okay. in Colorado. So uh, on the western side of Colorado, we have uh, about 40 vineyards, and we also have Aletha is over there too. And it's the combination of the cool nights in Colorado and the super hot days. It makes any fruit get a really sweet flavor to it. So the wines are fantastic, and the corn is extraordinary. That's and, okay. Uh, that makes sense. Right now for it. So every summer there's a there's a company that comes up from there and they they just pack horse trailers <laughs> with peaches yep. and corn and they come up and I'll they're peaches, they're yep. yeah they're here on Thursday so I have a whole bunch of the peaches and they all ate the corn and I didn't realize what the story was but the corn is it's epic the peaches are amazing too now yeah, I, I haven't had a Georgia peach so I can't you know is it the most amazing peach I don't know we're not here to discuss that but <laughs> yeah. another <episode. laughs> yes yes but that peach basil cordial that Jeff was talking about. Yes. Definitely. Uh, yeah. I've got some peaches. That sounds like something I would there. Try. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to hit you up for that recipe. Yeah. Cause I've got the peaches. I just don't have the basil, but yeah. there's a grocery store for that. So yeah. <laughs> All right. V closing thoughts here on the cocktail subject du jour. Oh my gosh. I can't believe it. I mean, it's amazing to have Jeff on the show. We just learned so much. Barry, I just want to come visit you. Whenever <laughs> you're always welcome, Vegeta. I'm pretty sure I can get to your house. I live in Nevada now, and I've, I've learned how to drive. So, um, in LA, we can't drive. We really are just a mess. Sure. And then, Sean, I can't believe the drink you came up with. All coconut, spectacular. Right. Simple, Matt, right? Simple, refreshing. <laughs> I'm down for, for that cocktail. It's the opposite of anything I would ever order, though. Like. It's it's well, purely it's, it's, a, there's that stereotype, of like things. stereotype yeah. of men ordering like you know fancy drinks like that, but <laughs> and the well, pina colada. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah, I'm I gotta get to argue with the classics. It's hard. It's hard to class. Yeah, yep. There, uh, I was. I realized I didn't have everything to make it. Otherwise, I was going to attempt to do the same thing and actually try to host and mix while we were going on but rob keeler <laughs> rob comes up on all these shows rob you, know, you should have been on tonight sorry sorry um but you're on the show tonight because rob's painkiller was what i was going to make yeah. and on yeah. our first barbecue show he he brought the painkiller along with his uh, uh his what pork belly burnt ends oh my god oh. and his fireball pineapple dessert so fireball pineapple barbecue yeah go do magical things yeah so is eddie so he sent us all the recipe for the entire thing and so this painkiller's been sitting on our refrigerators like before the summer is over we will make the painkiller and i finally went and got the rum so uh, jeff quick question navy proof rum what's is that is that the, the navy is there's a certain proof that ties back to some old history on navy level or something i don't know but why so why is it navy proof? <laughs> about it? uh hmm? it's um so so when you uh when you have rum and you have liquids on a ship uh, if so happen, it so happens that the uh, barrel with the rum breaks, uh, you might have some problems with uh, things like your gunpowder might get wet, that kind of thing. So, so before we found out the hydrometer and, and the way to, to do uh, accurate measurements, you had proof, uh, overproof, underproof, those kind of things. And proof was the point at which if you soaked uh, your gunpowder in alcohol, whether it's gin or, or rum, kind of traditional were the, were the proof things. Uh, if you soaked the gunpowder with it, it would still light. So proof and overproof was, was good to have on a boat. Underproof, well, I mean, who really wants that anyways, right? Boring. Yeah, super boring. But that's, that's where the term comes from. If you could, if you so, could Jeff, you just made my day because each day I go into it trying to figure out how to learn something new. <laughs> affect me forever and that just did it knowing knowing the difference between proof and that that's how it happened that's that's good to know it's pretty fun that history with with rum and with gin and and uh and the navy is it's pretty crazy it's pretty crazy yeah 
Yeah. Well, it cool. took it took me the entire podcast to realize, Jeff, that you, that's not a virtual background. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, my God! No. Nope. So I I live in downtown Boston. I've seen like three trees in six months. So like I just assumed it was not like whether as a, a, a not real virtual background. I assumed you're. Yeah. I, I, that's I what I'm was, saying, Sean. The the beard's good. The house is better. The ocean's like. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to show off, guys. Come on. Yeah. In fairness, Sean, I live about five minutes from this. It's just you can't see it from my garage. Yeah. 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 Why not? Because I live in a garage in uh, Tacoma, Washington. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. It's it's under a roof. It's fine. Running water, store out food. You're good. You're good. Then you got rum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, so I will. Uh, I will have to report back on the uh, on the Rob Keeler painkiller. Uh, I do believe it is being made this weekend. We shall. We, we shall see. I'll report back on the socials accordingly on that one. But you know, if, if Rob recommended it, you know, it's going to be awesome. So that's that's my that that's my contribution tonight, which is it's of no alcohol level whatsoever. But it's informational. So there you go. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate you guys so much for coming on and sharing your your recipes, your your knowledge, your insight, uh, tips and tricks. Jeff, especially taking time out of out of your world and uh, and, and bringing your world into ours. That was uh, that was super cool. I'd love love to have you come back and, and do my this. My pleasure, anytime. anytime. Yeah. I like talking about myself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the, funny too. <laughs> and the more you talk about yourself, the less we have to. So really, you're just making our job easy. So <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Uh, Jason Barry, Sean, thank you guys so much for for, for coming on and uh, and again sharing your drinks and and, and all of that. Appreciate it. We'll let you Thanks. get off off to your dinner and uh, uh, your fabulous uh, fabulous evenings. Appreciate it so much, Vegeta. Welcome back and congratulations. Thank you. Yes, yes. So yeah, congrats, Vegeta. Yeah, good luck. Good luck with that. Uh, the guys, yeah. they, they, they did good. They won the Vegeta sweepstakes. That's how I kind of look at that one. So great job. Oh, thank you so much. Can we finally talk about it now? Is it like out in the open or? Yeah, oh, yeah. Just, they yeah, still have like... to write a sense press release out. I haven't done anything. Oh, well, you know, if you need some help with that, you, you know, I, yeah. you, you know, a gal in PR who knows everything about your company. There's not much to write about me. <laughs> Gita got a job. Done. <laughs> New tech. Mid-Atlantic rep. You should know them. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's somewhere we can funny. put that press release. Yeah. Yeah. I think you know a guy that might be able to publish that. So see, yeah, we, we've got, we've solved all the problems of the world here tonight. We've, we've solved the <laughs> questions of ice and how you make clear ice at home. Anyways, there's a long list. It took about an hour and a half, but if you listen again, you'll learn it all again. Oh, so anyways, we are, we're winding this bad boy down. We are, we have been talking cocktails for AB trade talk. This is our AB foodies, uh, detour series. If there is a topic that you would like to discuss and a recipe you're willing to share, uh, Hit us up on the socials and uh, let's have that conversation and see if we can get a, a show scheduled around. We are we're going back to food, but we're also going to come back over to wine. We're going to get into to whiskey and bourbon as the season starts to shift a little bit. As we've rediscovered tonight, that is not a summertime conversation. No, 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 no. That is fall and winter. Um, when do we pick up pumpkin spice lattes? And maybe we'll pick up whiskey and bourbon. I think I don't know. It seems appropriate, but uh, definitely I've got a wine show coming up. I've got uh, I've got some cool some cool new tricks to share with you guys on on that avenue. So you'll hear more about that on the socials. But uh, once again, if there is a topic you'd love to explore or share, let us know and we'll get you on a show. I'm Katie McGregor Bennett, your host, Vegeta UG, co-host extraordinaire. Congratulations again on your new gig. Thanks for joining me tonight. Thank you for having uh, me. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, everyone. We'll catch you on another episode of AV Trade Talk. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch up with you another night. Take care.